everyone, it's Em and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. Oh. <laughs> well, that's the wrong button. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we're going to leave that. <laughs> of course. So today we have a special Microphone. guest. We have a special guest, and the special guest is my mother. Say hi. Hi. Why do you say it like that? Oh, my gosh. Because it's for she the says, people. She says everything like that. Are you kidding me? Real I know. <laughs> you obviously don't listen to our content. Every time she introduces something, she's like, it's a spooky ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you got to hurt my feelings? <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> Just because it's true doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Anyways, we're doing another Paranormal Stories of a Medium, but this time we're doing Liv's Mom. Oh, you can't say that. I know I knew you were going to say that. It's funny because I'm always, I'll say something and our entire relationship is when I say something, she goes, yeah, and I did it to your mom. Your mom. But now my mom's here, so what's the real story? So now it's socially <laughs> awkward. So now she knows I'm lying. <laughs> I just like watching them having to share a microphone because I got one of my own. We're side making out over our microphone. Yeah, it's really great. We also, can't, we also can't say that. Side making out over our microphone? Yeah. Why not? That's weird. This whole podcast is weird. It's mostly weird for me. <laughs> okay, so as Em said, we did Paranormal Stories of a Medium 1 and 2, so this is 3, featuring my mom. Since I talk so much about her, Em's like, we should just bring your mom in anyways. So here she is. Can I state that this might be slightly against my will? <laughs> I feel like I was brought here for something else. She doesn't like our social awkward whatever when we talk into a, a microphone next to each other. We also did not promise you candy, so it's not that, like, weird. <laughs> There's candy? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you want candy. I really do. I could really go for some chocolate or something. Well, we're at Grandma's know. house, and she has all the junk food, so that could happen. But it's only true. if you're a good person. What? Nothing. I, I can't do. read lips. <laughs> Okay, so my mom was on a radio show, and she shared some other stories in our YouTube video, so if you want those, go check them out. But she's going to talk about how when she was on the radio for an oldies station at 6 o'clock in the morning. Okay, first of all, it wasn't oldies, but I, mean, I think I think it might have been. It new. was oldies. You are okay, an oldie. Okay, so if anybody, actually wants to, if anybody wants to find it, it's actually maybe somewhere. It was um, Magic 102.5, but I was the Monday morning medium. Oh. Um, great. Right. It was between uh, nine and 10 o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I had to go do some other things in my life at the time. They didn't want to lose the show. And so they brought me in from six to seven. I'm not a morning person. It was horrible. I had to get up at five o'clock in the morning. I sat in the studio with my headphones on and my face on the countertop <laughs> with the disc jockey, ting, 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 tapping on the glasses. You have to get up. You're the medium. And I'm like, I'll get up in a second. I'm just not a morning person, man. And he's like, you're killing me here. And so, um, yeah, he was pretty cool. And I would freak him out on a pretty regular basis, not on purpose, but because he was terrified of my mediumship. So did you, like, read people live on the radio show? I did. My spiritual advisor um, said, hey, you got to expand yourself. Also, You're so good. Also, I stop you? What yeah. is a spiritual advisor? She is a woman that I ran into. I didn't run into. I, I sought her out because before I really came to grips with the fact that I was a medium, I was pretty freaked out by it. Didn't really understand it and needed to kind of just 
understand what was going on with me and and why and how to handle it. It's very scary when people who are dead know exactly everything about you. That's the crazy thing, right, Olivia? Yeah, because they know, see, hear, and feel everything. And it's almost like blind man's charades, if anybody out there remembers playing charades. It's like they know everything about you, and they reference that to get their point across. And so... Contacting my spiritual advisor and finding her was huge. I sent her a quick email about some things that had been happening to me, and she immediately got back to me, and I was blown away. She said to me, you know, yes, we need to talk. You are definitely a medium. I will be calling you. Please send me another email with your phone number. And I sent her an email with my phone number, and then I just left my house because I was freaked out. I'm like, she's not going to get back to me. It's going to take days. And meanwhile, I'm going to be like, oh, my God. And she literally got back to me like within an hour called me. I was out to dinner with my husband and I'm like, I don't know this number. And I hung up. I'm like, what is this, this area code exchange? And then all of a sudden I was, I hung up and I was like, Oh, that was that lady that's going to help me. I'm like, Shit, I need to call her back like now. So I called her back. We finished our dinner while we were talking, went home. Long story short, we talked for probably six hours straight. And she asked me very important questions, wanted me to come to her home so she could help mentor me and advise me on being a medium and basically teach me what the hell was going on because I just didn't understand it completely. Um, Through our conversation, she finally said to me, she said, listen, you don't need to come to New York. I don't need to sit with you. I don't need to advise you. She goes, you've really got a handle on this. You're really so fortunate with everything that you had, I was aware of who my spirit guides were. I was aware that they were there. I was still struggling with saying that I was a medium, and I told her that. And she literally said to me, she said, I want you to say, my name is Julie, and I'm a medium. And I very flippantly said, my name's Julie, I'm a medium. She said, no, 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 no. Slow it down. Say, my name is Julie. And I said, my name is Julie. And she said, and I'm a medium. And I said, and I'm a medium. It was very emotional. And she said, are they smiling? And I said, yes. And what, your spirit guide? Yes. <laughs> and committee. My committee. committee. I call them my committee. I'm a very, you know, the one thing that struggles with me with my mediumship is so many people who are mediums or psychic mediums are very metaphysically, or they claim to be very metaphysically um, centered or grounded or whatever. And, and I'm just not like that. You know, I, I'm, you know, I think of Swami hats and capes and cloaks and candles and having all your chakras aligned. Yes. And, and weird stuff. And it's just not me. I'm, I'm very basic. I'm very non cloaking and whatever. Um, I don't walk around with crystals hanging around my neck. I'm very just kind of basic and kind of blending with everybody else for the most part. And she said, uh, you know, are they there? And I said, yes. And she said, now we can get rolling. Now you can get rolling. Now that you've admitted it, you've accepted it. Now you can start learning it. And they will teach you. And interestingly enough, she was very specific about not allowing other people to teach me or guide me. And even she backed off herself. She said, this is a very personal one-on-one thing that you have with yourself and with spirit and with God. You know, this is a gift. It's not something that everybody has. Some people, you know, claim to be them or they think that maybe they are genuinely, but they're not. Maybe they're just psychic or maybe they're just empaths. So there's a very fine, very distinct, a very just um, definitive 
role between an empath or a psychic or a medium and the different levels that those come with. I don't know all the levels of all of them. All I need to know is my psychicness and how that rolls out and my mediumship and how that rolls out. Yeah. We talk about that because a lot of people just say, oh, I talked to a psychic and they were talking to my dead person or I talked to a medium and she was telling me about my future. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because you can't be a psychic and talk to dead people and you can't be a medium and give past, present and future or just future. Well, sometimes, well, here's how it rolls out with psychicness. And a lot of people don't understand this. I'm glad that Olivia brought it up. Psychic ability typically, I'm going to be very careful how I choose my words, typically has three levels or three gifts encompassing the word psychic. And those are what Olivia just mentioned. Past, present, and future psychic ability. Some psychics don't learn that, unfortunately, or don't realize it in its, in its entirety, meaning you've got future, present, and past. And any way you want to put those or line them up. So some psychics only have the ability to tell you things that have happened in the past. You know, as far as you can go to see a psychic and they might confirm things that have happened to you in the past. Oh, well, I see that you've been divorced twice. I see that you have two children. I see that you've moved five times, whatever. That's past ability in regards to psychic ability. And then there's present. Things are happening to you right now. Oh, you're so unhappy in your job, or you just found out that your husband's cheating on you, or you just found out that you're going to have a baby, or you guys just got a puppy. Whatever the case may be, that's all present. It's happening right now, right here. And then there's future. Well, I see in the future that you're going to be at this job, or I see in the future that you're going to not be with this person, or that you're going to be with that person. So be very careful when you go to see a psychic to realize or even ask them, do you know if you have past, present, or future abilities? Hmm. A lot of them are not going to be able to tell you. And here's how you can sometimes figure it out. If anyone's ever gone to see a psychic, it's usually because someone that you knew said, oh my gosh, M, Liv, I went to see this psychic and they told me all this really cool stuff. You know, I'm going to be going to this job, or I'm going to be moving to Florida, or, you know, I'm going to have three children, whatever the case may be. And then you go to see that psychic, but you actually want to know about stuff that's going on in your life right now, not necessarily in the future. And so you go to see them and you're like, you walk out of your reading and you're like, that was the suckiest reading I've ever had. Like, you know, Mary told me that this psychic was amazing. But then when M goes to see this psychic, she thinks it's terrible because M was looking for stuff to be told to her, like what's going on in her life right now, like what direction should she take? She might be at a fork in her road of her life, but this psychic only has future ability. So it's not that that psychic was bad. It's just that that psychic didn't have ability to tell M what was going on in her life right now, which is what she wanted to know. So then she goes and tells her friend, I really didn't care for your psychic because her friend's like, didn't you love your reading? It wasn't it the greatest? And you're like, no, it was kind of sucky. <laughs> and she's like, what? You're crazy. I had a great reading. Well, I didn't have a good. So that's where that comes from. So one person might say, oh, I think that psychic was great. And the other person might not agree because they were looking for different things and not all psychics understand or have come to the education that they have past, present, and future abilities. Some have all, some don't. Some might have two or out of three or one out of three. And not all of them realize that. And they struggle sometimes, but they're not going to say anything. So for the paying customer, that can sometimes become an issue. Right. That makes sense. But then for medium, when we're mediums, it's our ability to have past, present, and future that allows us to talk to spirits because they use our psychic ability of past, present, and future 
to communicate information with us because they will tell things to us for our client that uses past, present, and future ideas, thoughts, and emotions. Okay, so do you have to have, or can you have all of them and be a psychic, but not a medium? Well, (laughs) or is that the line? (laughs) you You can be a psychic. A psychic is in and of itself. It's just a matter of knowing, do you have past, present, future, or all three? Or do you have just two? And that, from my like, perspective... What makes you a medium versus a psychic? So a, a psychic can tell you past, present, future events, period. There's no channeling with the dead. Okay, so it's behind the veil type deal? Mm, kind of. A, a medium is someone who can talk to people who have passed. They can yeah. talk to the dead. They can communicate and speak with the dead. If you're a psychic... That does not mean that you're a medium. Now, if you're a medium, you are basically psychic by default. They go together. It's kind of like you can have tennis shoes on, but you need the laces to strap so you can run. You can walk in a pair of tennis shoes, but you can't run in them without laces. So psychic ability goes along with the mediumship. So if someone's a medium, they have psychic ability, period. Usually they have all three. They have past, present, and future because it's necessary in order to be a medium. Now, I haven't really gotten any confirmation from that, to be honest with you, but I do know for myself as a medium, I do have psychic ability of both past, present, and future. I know that Olivia's psychic ability is also both past, present, and future, correct? Well, I want to say in the past two readings that I've given, personally, I think I use mostly past and present Mm -hmm. because personally, I am nervous to tell people things about their future because... Yeah, you have future. And you... Because... I don't want to interfere with their free will. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm just talking to dead people. And they use past and present things to show me how I can talk to that person. How it relates. Yes, and how it relates. But they'll ask me things about their future, but I'm very standoffish with it because I don't want to tell them what they should or shouldn't do because I feel like that is infringing upon them and their free will. And they might interpret my information differently, and I'm not there to do that. And I feel like you've learned that from me because I have I have made that very clear that I don't want to interfere with people's free will. That's 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 a very taboo area, and I see a lot of psychics, and I see a lot of mediums do that, and I see that that is not a good way to go. And I very seldom get that kind of information. Yeah. So personally, so, I don't want to use it. So I kind of ask spirit to damper that down for me because I feel like that's not something that I need to know. One of the things I do as a medium, as psychic, when those things come in, is I'll ask for a time frame instead of okay. That makes so much sense because the last person I was talking to, she's like, "Well, when do you think I'll get out of the situation that I'm in?" And I I saw leaves changing, and it seemed like it was fall time going into winter. And I said, "That is when a period of change is going to happen to you in the future, and things might." go towards being better. I feel like you're going to be in a new area and a new situation, but it's going to be within this time frame. But it's also very dependent on whether or not you make the decision to confront the things that are going on in your life. And I'm not somebody that's going to tell you to confront the things that are going on in your life. It is your free will to do that. But depending on what you do, this is the time frame when things can change in the future. And that's basically what I get for future things because I don't want to Interfere, yeah. Everyone has their free will. And interestingly enough, I was talking to Olivia today on my way over here to do this podcast. And I, she's been having some struggles in her life with some personal things. And I said, you know what, right now, just flow through it. She's like, I know I'm going through this shit right now. I just have to learn it's my whatever, my bumps and lumps through life. And I said, by like May through August is when things are going to kind of start turning around. You're going to get what you want. And that's what she kind of already had in her head. So that was just more of a affirmation than a interfering with her free will. 
Yeah, because I've been asking my spirit guides when all of the stuff will just kind of settle down because I feel very emotionally and physically unstable in my life right now and it's a big struggle for me and I've kind of been understanding that this is just something that I need to learn in my life and it's something that I need to go through and it's not necessarily anything against me it just is what it is but I do feel that in this summertime everything will start to even out and I'll feel more stable and even M feels like with our business the summertime is going to be good so Again, it's future, but it's not, I ask not to have a lot of information. And I just, I gave more of a time frame. The last thing that I want to do as a psychic medium is tell somebody, you know, oh, when are we, you know, my husband and I just got married. When are we going to, you know, when do you see us having children? Hate that question. <laughs> passion. It's well, whenever, Do it's you time. know if they will or not? Okay, so here's an, here's a sense. Um, <sighs> there's, there's a lot of issues that go around with that. Right. And that's well, a very sticky question. I was, I, I did a huge reading years ago. There was about 15 people at this house. There was a big group reading and there was a woman there about a month or so after the reading, the woman who hosted it, a friend of mine, Nancy said, Hey, there was this gal there. I forget her name. And, and she just, you know, she like two weeks after that we were there for the party, she miscarried. She was like three, four months along and she's really pissed off that you didn't tell her. Like, why didn't you tell her? And I'm like, Nancy, you know better than that to ask me that question. She goes, I know better than that, but I'm just asking for her because I can answer it, but I'd rather give her the answer that you are giving it. And I said, because I didn't know. Because that's not for me to know. What the hell kind of question is that? Right. It's life. You got to take your lumps and your bumps. And, it, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. And I'm sorry that she lost her child. And it just wasn't meant to be. And it's not, what, I mean, what am I, I'm going to walk across the room and walk up to a complete stranger and say, oh, by the way, I kind of get this feeling like you might lose your baby. How, right. how horrible is that? That's not. That has nothing to do with psychicness. That has nothing to do with me being a medium. That is just life, baby. Take it or leave it. I am not the purveyor of anybody's happiness or lack thereof, nor can I be. And I have to really set rules and boundaries for that. And Olivia was just talking about that. You know, we all have free will. You know, and I could say to somebody, oh, you're going to meet the man of your dreams in the next six months. You are going to meet the man you're going to be with forever. Well, if six months comes up and they don't meet that person, they're going to feel very defeated. And then I'm going to be putting a very defeatist attitude in their free will. And that's bunking up their whole life. I am not taking that responsibility. Well, when it comes to the future, too, again, like we're saying, you have control over free will. So we can tell you what we think we're seeing for the future based on what you're doing now. But if we say that to you, that might change your mindset. And the path that you were on originally to reach that future thing that we saw could completely go off the lines just because we told you about it. Well, okay, so you guys, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent because these guys keep asking me to tell stories. Our whole stories. podcast is tangents. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia's always asked me questions now that she's coming into her own with her mediumship. And Emily, because I think basically Emily was just freaked out by the whole thing. No, I love it. And fascinated <laughs> at the same time. It's a very fine line between freaked out and fascinated. Oh, no, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why I'm in this business because I love it. <laughs> So I had a reading years ago, and I want to say there's about 10 people there. It was all family. So there was like mothers, daughters, grandmothers. It was very interesting. Those always make me nervous, though, too, for a lot of reasons, because there's so much information. It's all intertwined, and it's the same, like, vibe or the same thread the whole time I'm there. And, of course, there's going to be a lot of personalities and conflicts of attitude and perceptions of how things played out or are going to roll out because they're all families. So, and they were all women. God That's help me. That's what it's me. like channeling it, Lil. 
Okay, so I have a question about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you you describe me as having like a wall of people behind me or behind Aunt Lil or something? Yes, when I talk to your Aunt Lil, she talks on behalf of your entire family. Ah, okay. So is that normal? Yeah, <laughs> she's that... kind of she's kind of the matriarch different. So, so when like, people are here in the real world, their personality it's the same on the other side. People think, oh, they well, died. Yeah. They're so heavenly now. No, they're not. They're, they were assholes when they were here. They were still assholes on the other side. If they were like, fuck you, I don't care when they were here, they're the same thing on the other side. They don't change. That's that energy. That's what made their body, their physical body different from somebody else's with their actual inherited Inherent, I shouldn't say inherited, but inherent energy. So that stays the same. So I feel like when she was here, because you guys made me talk to her a couple huh, of weeks ago, well, Bob Evans, while I'm trying to make, enjoy okay, my yeah, eggs she and did stuff. Make you talk to her. So <laughs> I felt like she was just a very take control kind of person. I feel like in the day and age when she was alive, she did things that most women probably wouldn't feel comfortable doing, but she did it regardless. So for me, hearing you guys say that she's kind of like the mouthpiece of the collection of people on the other side that belong to your family that doesn't surprise me and they're okay with it too I feel like I feel like oh, they're yeah. okay yeah. with her stepping up and saying okay people step aside this is how this is gonna go uh-huh. and she's just out there she's just this little ball of fire and she's just gonna go and do what she wants and she loves that we're talking about her she's all about it oh yeah <laughs> so is that normal do you see that in other people I have not but I also haven't done as many readings as my mom I do yes yeah there's mm-hmm. usually one that speaks mm-hmm. Well, before them, the rest of the family. Yeah, there are definitely mouthpieces. Mouthpieces. That's what I like to call them. <laughs> they're just like, they step up and you can hear them walking across the floor. They'll pull up a chair and sit down. I've, all of the above. I mean, like, for instance, this one family that I was talking about, they had this group reading and there was a group of men that were going to go on a trip and they do it every year. They take off a week and they go hunt. Did I ever tell you this one, Olivia? Well, okay. So Em and I talk about how. A lot of people want to know things. And sometimes, like you were saying with the miscarriage woman, if it was meant for that woman to know, then spirit would have given us that information to tell her. But it was not for us to say, so we did not receive the information. Exactly. Well, with the story that you're going to tell, I've tried to express to M that sometimes when we get information, the spirits have to confirm whether or not Oh, that's the story. Whether or not we can say or they can answer the question that the person in front of us, the sitter, is asking. So if you ask us a certain question, sometimes the spirit has to ask whether or not that is pertinent information to the person in the physical world. So like when I was talking to your grandpa and you wanted to know certain questions, he actually politely said one moment and he left and then came back. Right. So the story that my mom's going to tell is related to that. I think. So... All of these men in this family would go on this hunting trip. And they, for years, I mean, like 15, 20 years they'd been doing this. And one of the things that they would do is they would make sure they had their St. Christopher medallion to give them safe travels and not have any accidents or any issues. So this um, mother slash grandmother, one of the elder mothers in the family, she was probably in her 60s, she could not find this St. Christopher medallion. Like she was freaking out. And I don't know how the reading went to this, but it just did. I can't remember exactly. Anyway, she was looking for this medallion, and she couldn't find it. She wanted me, as a psychic medium, to help her find this medallion. 
are you freaking kidding me? What am I, lost and found medium? What, am I like scavenger hunt psychic? Um, no, she didn't hire me for that. She hired me for this for this group reading with the family. Right. But that was definitely her MO. And oh. a lot of times you'll go into a reading and there will be a motive that you don't realize is going to be there. And it really is kind of annoying sometimes. Sometimes it's kind of cool. Sometimes it's very annoying. So I read probably five or six people. And it was very exhausting. And she starts talking about this trip. Well, she's talking about this trip and this stupid medallion and she can't find it. She can't find it. I'm like, okay. But I feel like when I'm talking to her, she does have it. So now I'm being tested, which really pisses me off because you can't pay me enough money for that bullshit. I don't have time for that. That's, that's messing with spirit and that's seriously frowned upon. Oh, so she was testing you. Yes. Ugh. I can't find oh, this medallion. What a dick. These people are going to be going on a vacation. If I don't find the medallion for St. Christopher, I feel like they're going to be in trouble. And I need you to help me find it because I lost it. And I promised this one person who had passed away that was always the purveyor of the of the medallion that she had lost it. I mean, she was really guilt tripping me. I mean, she was being quite so. Evil. Did the person that she was talking about, that's the family leader, came up and was like, "I call bullshit." Kind of. But here's what's interesting. She said, well, I said, wait a minute. Are they going to be leaving before or after dark? I said, hold on. I said, they're leaving in the morning now. They used to leave at night to try to get there by the next morning. But now they're going to be leaving earlier in the morning because now everybody's either retired. I said, they're all retired now. And she said, yes, they're all older now and they're all retired. I said, well, I'm going to tell you right now, whether they have that medallion or not, if they don't stop before it gets dark, they will have a big accident. I see a semi-truck coming at them. Now, this is where I have a big issue because this is kind of teetering on interfering with free will. I'm telling them what's going to happen before it happens, but they need to know. It's not they wanted to know. They didn't ask me. So as you, hopefully everybody sees the difference between that between asking or me just getting the information and telling them. Now, I will tell you, remember I just said that the person who used to have that medallion had now passed away. So this information was coming from that free person. So we stepped into, is this interfering with free will? Or is this giving a message that's being sent from somebody that's on the other side to try to protect their family? Even still, it is an interference of free will. Now, as a medium, I had to make the decision, do I give this information? Do I keep it? I will say this. As a medium, you must always give the information. Hence, our, what did we do earlier? Our podcast. YouTube. Our YouTube. Mm. If you watch our YouTube, we talked about a reading that I did that involved a penguin. And if I had said something about the penguin earlier, just because I didn't believe it, I still should have said it because the information was given to me. You always have to give the information. Just like I had to give the information about the penguin, even as ridiculous as it may have seemed. It was for a purpose. So as a medium, again, you have to keep your ego out of it. Because my ego is like, well, I shouldn't do this. This is going against whatever. But I still need to tell it. So I told them that there was going to be an accident in the dark. And so when they get in the car to drive, they have to get there before it gets dark. And wherever they end up stopping, that's where they stop. Once it's dark, that's it. Even if they get to their destination and someone's like, oh, man, we forgot the beer. We need some more ice. No. Nobody can leave. Once they get to their destination and it becomes dark, they must stay put until the next day. Or there will be a huge accident. I see a truck or a car going over a bridge. I see a, a semi-truck coming at them. And it's really nobody's fault, but somebody will be killed. And they cannot be in the dark. And this person who passed away, we'll call him Mr. St. Christopher Medallion Dude, he cannot 
stop from telling me. So the fact that he's telling me and he's asking me to interfere in the free will of what may happen is acceptable because that means that he had to get this man who passed away his clearance from somebody even higher than that. And that I don't mess with. Right. That I take and I, and I determine right. and what that's, can be right. broken. That's my job as a medium is to give the messages. And that's a very important thing that a lot of mediums either don't get taught or they miss out on. And I appreciate my spirit guide or my, um, my spiritual advisor educating me on that. So in that instance, it is allowable and it is acceptable. And interestingly enough, I also said to her, I said, will you, because I gave her all this information, then all of a sudden, boom, that person who passed away gave me all these visuals of this particular person who was trying to trick me. I said, I see the medallion. You have the medallion. I said, the medallion's in your pocket right now. White pants. It's in white pants. Is it in, is it in your pants right now? Guess where the medallion was, ladies. Uh, was in it this, there? In this woman's pants. Oh, my God. I said, you found it in your laundry just before I got here. She <laughs> what said, did I you did. say? She was not happy. And she was questioning me. And there was a couple of women there that were, like I said, that was all family. They were all, like, you know, calling her out on it and saying, I can't believe you did that. Like, why would you pull that? And they were pissed. And it but was seriously, interesting. like, what was she expecting? Well, because she paid my mom to be a medium. Because she didn't trust people... me. She didn't believe me. People will find really odd I know, ways. but I don't understand why she spent her money to do that. <laughs> because people do it. They're just my like, God. they don't believe it. And they're, they're, they don't. You showed her. They don't want to believe it. Well, interestingly enough. Actually, I did not show her. Her own family member went oh hoo-ha on you because he is, she is real, and this is really happening. And so spirit always finds a way to fix Connect. it. Yeah. And they have to prove themselves. I don't have to prove them. They do it all by themselves. Right. <laughs> if and when they feel they have to. Yeah. Yeah. So that was actually a very cool situation. So, But one of the people that was in that was a manager – for a radio station that I knew where I ended up having to do my radio station and where I had my radio show. Oh, okay, um, so that's how it's <clears throat> good. Well, I knew her from there. I met her there first. And then about a year later, um, I met her again. And I was at a psychic fair, and she came walking by. She's like, hey, Julia. I'm like, hey, Paula. And we were talking, and all of a sudden, I looked at her, and I said, I love your earrings. She goes, thanks. She goes, I thought I lost one. I was looking for them, and I was vacuuming my whole house, and I heard something get picked up. So anyway, long story short, the va- the earring was connected to someone that was a neighbor of hers that passed away, but they still like connected with, and she always felt like, even though she didn't believe in mediumship, she always felt like she could feel this person around her. Um, it was kind of like an uncle, even though it was just a neighbor. But long story short, she said, hey, you should come on our show. And I ended up giving her a reading, very impromptu. She was literally walking by my booth at a psychic fair that was sponsored by this particular radio station. Now, this particular radio station also has psychics and mediums on their on their um, show on a different station, but within the same radio show, radio, radio station. They had different radio channels. And they had a different channel where they had these other three that were on there. And she said, hey, you should join so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and be another psychic medium. I said, no, I won't read with anybody else. And she's like, well, why not? I said, that's kind of like having like two or three people cut your hair at the same time. <laughs> we all do the same thing. That just doesn't jive with me. And I've, oh. I was mad about it. She goes, well, I said, nope, I don't care for them. I don't like the way they run. I don't like the way they do their, their, their business. It's just not how I function. I said, I'm a medium, I'm a psychic, that's it. People expect me to come in with a box of rocks or a deck Bells of cards. On your toes. Or a deck of cards. Or, really? you know, oh. yes. 
That's why I'm so annoyed when I see the commercialization uh, that pinpoint target audiences and take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. It makes me so mm-hmm. angry. Yeah, because I, I I've had other that. psychic <laughs> mediums come up to me at big psychic fairs and say, so like, what's your other gig? And I'm like, huh? I'm like, you know, like, do you like do crystals? Do you do, you know, tea leaf readings? Do you do tarot cards? I'm like, no. I'm like, well, you need to have another gig. And I'm like, well, you need to go back to your desk and sit why? the hell because down. Why? Because that makes money or... Yes, I've actually, uh, I've actually that's something been, people understand. I've actually been at big psychic fairs, and I've had huge name psychics been around way longer than me, 20, 30, 40 years. Come to, I'll come into the, I'll come because I'm always late. I'm always a late person. My daughter can say Yeah, she I was, was late today. An hour late today. Obviously, <laughs> it's terrible. But I've actually shown up at psychic fairs like the second day where my little station is set up and I've actually caught other psychics going through my area before I get there, looking under my table, looking under the cloth. Actually had someone fraud or something. I don't know. I actually had someone actually fold my chair up and they were looking under my chair. I'm like, what the hell are you looking for? They're like, well, like, how do you do this? And I'm, now this was a guy, I won't mention names, who's been doing this for 45, 50 years. He's been around <gasps> are you a serious? long time. He was time. looking yes, for things? he was. I said, Wait, what are you doing in my space? That- but he's a medium? Yes. No, but he what, he's says he's a medium. Then? He's like Professor well, yeah. Z. But if he's looking for things, no, then no, he's no. definitely not a medium. Okay, but imagine <laughs> Professor Z's confidence and just outward obnoxiousness. But imagine that Professor Z thinks he's a medium. All of those weird, gross little- Who the little, hell is Professor Z? I'm so lost right now. It's from our last podcast. I'm trying to give something oh, okay. relatable to Emily okay. so she understands the kind of person we're talking about. Yeah. So this guy is like Professor Z, but imagine if Professor Z thought he was a medium. All of the weird, skittery little things that follow him around. This guy has the same energy. Yeah, he's creepy as hell. He has weird things that follow him around, 100%. So anyway, I actually caught him in my space and I said, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm just, you know, I said, dude, whatever you answer you have for my question is so not going to jive. Get out of my 10 by 12 space and get yourself down to your space and stay the F there. He's like, well, and I said, what, what, what? And I got, I said, what do you want to know? I said, I'm a psychic. I'm a medium, just like you. He goes, well, you need to like, you know, like learn some tarot cards. You need another gig or people won't take you seriously. I said, like you? And be a fraud and say that you're a spirit writer, but you're really not. You draw the same damn picture for every freaking person you talk to. Mm. Are you aware of does that? Does he do like trans? I don't know what he does. I think he's a bunch of hooey. Well, <clears> yeah. He's a whole bunch of hooey. I mean, it's obvious, but I don't understand what he does. I don't that either. make people think he's so good. We can look up his name after this and you can make your own decisions. <laughs> but he 100% <laughs> is just gross and creepy. And he has weird little things that are attached to him all the time. No all one time. should talk to him. When I get around him, and this was really weird for me at first, I actually get nauseous and I couldn't figure out why. Oh, it's because of those little things? Well, There's I'll, I'll explain energy. in a minute. But he was looking for all my stuff and finally... This whole day went by, and I made a crap ton of money. People were, like, flocking to my booth and not going to him, and he's so, way better known. He had the radio show at the time. I did not. Mm. He had a big banner with his name in the radio show um, uh, you don't have to promoting him, okay. and I did not. I was just this 40-some-year-old woman with a table and business cards. The that most was it. swami things we had is also when I was a child, I used to tell my mom that I was going to get her a swami hat because I thought it was funny. We had like tie dye tablecloth. That's it. Wow, that was so how psychic. metaphysical we were with the tie dye tablecloth. 
So wait, where were you? At a psychic fair? I was at a huge psychic fair. There was oh, probably 200 vendors. Oh, they have psychic vendors. fairs? Oh, yeah. There was probably 200 vendors there. Not all psychics and mediums. I well, mean, all obviously. kinds of stuff. I mean, they had you know people there that sold holistic food and creams and all kinds Sounds of different like stuff. Yeah. yeah, crystals. Right, just all kinds of stuff that you'd think you'd see at a psychic fair. Yeah. And then readers. So anyway, at the end of the day and the end of a very long weekend... I think I saw way more. I always had a line at my table. He did not. And he came over to me and he sat down about six o'clock at night. We were done at five. So pretty much everybody was gone. Of course, he waits till then. He says, can I have a seat? And I wanted to tell him to go fuck off. Oh, no, I totally <laughs> would read it. my just shit. To, just to screw with But him. I thought, you know what? Let's see what the old man has to say. Yeah. I said, have a seat. I said, what's up? He goes, I've been watching you all weekend. And he would, oh, that's the other thing. He would walk by my desk. And my area, as I was reading people, and just stand behind them and just stare at them to the point where you would turn around to look to see. You know, like when you, you know what I mean? Like when someone stares at you long enough, you look to see like who's looking at you. Like they send out that bad juju. And he was making people creeped out all weekend. I was getting really pissed off. Well, I remember because we had fun because you would take me to the psychic fairs with you. We would have fun watching people walk by our our table and look at us. Try to figure out like what's going on. And we would already start getting spirits for them and then the spirits would make them come back because they were skeptical in and of themselves. Olivia, you did that. You I would, did? Yeah, you were like, this guy needs to talk to you but he's afraid he's going to be crying. And remember we went to the the one, the lodge? There was that one guy walking around that was really like, you're like, he's upset. He needs to talk to you, but he won't come over. And oh, then you finally went and like grabbed him. he glasses and he was kind of yeah, like scruffy. Yeah, very like studious, but like scruffy. Yeah, it looked like a little like nutty professor kind of. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, so we would, it was always fun watching people come by and then like the spirits that were around them would make them come back. Yeah. But it was just interesting fun. watching them like maul the idea through their head. But yeah, <laughs> that guy would just walk around and he has like gross purple, blue, black energy around him and it just like sucks. It's like gross well so finally this old man sits down and i'm like what is your deal like flat up i said you've been following me creep me out. i said you can't keep doing it because he had done this at several psychic fairs so he finally said to me he goes i've been watching you i said okay and he goes you are very good <laughs> and on, on the one hand i wanted to say i didn't fucking ask you and on the other hand i thought interesting because he has been watching me this is not the first time i mean he's been like almost like stalking me creepily watching me um, does he have a name for himself? Yes. Does he still? I don't think so. I feel like, and I've talked to other people about him in the area where I'm at, that he's definitely getting older and maybe his abilities are not as honed as they used to be. And he's gotten used to giving the home, um, the same old canned reading to everybody. And a lot of all, I mean, I know that I have a particular format that I follow or a particular way that I get my point across. And every medium has their own style, I guess. You know, like you, when you hear, when you, you hear like, Barry White sing a song, you know it's Barry White. When you hear a certain, you know, vocalist, when you hear Elton John, you know it's Elton John. When you hear Carlos Santana playing a guitar, he doesn't even have to sing. You know it's Carlos Santana. They just have a particular way about them. They have a particular sound. They have a particular... Got you. You know what I'm saying? It's, just, mm-hmm. it's, it's recognizable. So that's how this is with, with mediums. I mean, you just have your own little flair, your own little way of doing things. And he said, I've been watching you. He said, you are very good. And he was being actually very sincere, very sincere and genuine. I was very surprised. And he said, you're very good at what you do. And he said, you're right. He said, you don't need another gig. <laughs> and he said, I do. Awkward. Ugh. So now he's just like he rethinking his it. life because you were there. He admitted it. He admitted that he needs the tarot cards to back up his psychic ability and his mediumship because it's not as strong as it used to be. Well, because tarot cards, you don't have to be a psychic or a medium to do tarot cards. It's all influenced by the person that's shuffling the deck. So, of course, he's going to try and do that because then he doesn't have to base off any of his abilities. I yeah. also think that he put himself in some weird scenarios and situations where 
things have taken his abilities away from him because he allows those things into him. Oh. You have to be so, oh. so careful. You have to so be so that careful. Thing, like, block, those things block it. Yes. Well, and that's one of the reasons in the Bible, when I was talking to my friend Lynn in her biblical boxing gloves, I call it, you know, I, mediums were used back in biblical day, for lack of a better term. And I wish she was here right now, but, you know, they, the God sought out the advice, Jesus sought out the advice of, of mediums for different things. But then those mediums got big headed and they let their egos get involved. And then they started soothsaying all kinds of other shit that they had no business talking about. Mm. And then that's when the Bible said, okay, we're done. Kind of like, you know, saying that, 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 um, you know, pork was a dirty meat. It's not that it was a dirty meat. They just weren't cooking it properly. That's why people were getting sick. Like, oh, well, pork is evil and you shouldn't eat pork products and blah, blah, blah. It's because they didn't know they weren't right. cooking them properly. So it's just a, I don't want to get off on that tangent, but I did not think that I could do a radio show. It's kind of where we started. And I didn't mm-hmm. think that I could do telephone readings. I didn't have any faith in myself. And so this one radio station, uh, a country station radio, that had called me several times and wanted me to come in and do readings with them, again, in conjunction with other psychic mediums that they had. Number one, I didn't want to drive that far. I didn't want to start with a client base that far away from where I live because it was over an hour. And I wasn't about to, as I said, cut hair along with somebody else at the same time. I just wanted to have my own thing. So I just didn't do it with that. I didn't bother with it. I, I didn't want my own thing. I just didn't want to do something that's my thing with somebody else. When Carlos Santana plays guitar, Carlos Santana plays guitar and he sounds amazing. When Eddie Van Halen plays guitar, he sounds amazing. You don't need to put the two of them together, although that would be an amazing collaboration, but in and of themselves alone, they're fabulous by themselves. And so you want to just hear that one person. I just want to be that one person because it's too confusing for people because there are so many people that don't believe or don't understand and maybe want to. And so when you've got two different people with two different styles, it gets confusing. For, bev- for everybody involved. Plus, I know like with Olivia and I, when we start going at things together, she starts picking things up, I start picking things up, and as her skills have gotten stronger and more honed, we start seeing the same things, and we start mm. feeling the same things. But she's my daughter, so that's different. So doing that with somebody else is just not my thing. I'm not going to ever do that. I'm just not. And so when I was at the psychic fair with this gal, Paula, who I had seen before, she's like, you should come do readings. You should come do readings. All of a sudden she finally realized having seen me read a few times that, yeah, the other people that they were trying to pair me with was not going to be a good pairing, which I already knew. And so she spearheaded me getting on a different station within that radio company and getting my own show. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's how that started. And I'd like to also say that those people who had the other radio show opposite me on their sister station hated my guts. (laughs) It was not good. (laughs) Well, again, and like I'm saying with the business, there's so many people that do things a certain way. I don't want to do things that way because I don't like them. Because they're commercialized. Yes, and insincere. And like I said, my spiritual advisor, she did tell me, don't let anybody try to train you. Don't let anybody try to, you know, hook you in and wheel you in and try to get you to do things their way. Do your own thing. You just have to take the time to figure out what your patterns are, what your habits are, and what your abilities are, and just go with it. Don't be influenced by anybody else. Do your own thing. So I did. But I also went to a group reading, and I was actually one of the non-psychics. This is before I started with everything. And there was three very well-known psychic mediums in the area at this particular metaphysical shop. And they were going around the room and we had a meditation. By the way, I can't meditate. It really messes me up. It's horrible, the things it does to me. When I'm in a meditation circle, I jump into everybody else's meditations. 
Yeah, because they're all opened up. <laughs> and I see things. So after this meditation, we went around, and I was seeing everybody else's stuff. We finished the meditation, and this guy who approached me was reading a woman there and said, he's like, oh, she's like, he's like, what did you see in your meditation? She's like, well, I saw this and that. She was talking about a family member, and he jumped in, cut her off, and said, oh, well, I feel your grandmother around. I see roses, and you're going to be cut, and you have to be careful. The holidays are coming, and you're going to slice your finger, and you might have to go to the hospital and get stitches. And I'm just sitting there listening to this guy. I got so freaking mad because the woman who he was talking about was coming into me. Yeah. For real. And he wasn't just pulling because she already had said, well, I saw this and this. And so he took what she said and kind of rode that wave incorrectly on her coattails. And that was not what a psychic is about. That is not what mediumship is about. And it made me crazy. I got so pissed off because the woman who had passed away that was really coming in, number one, she was not her grandmother. Number two, she was her aunt. She was not old. She died very young in her 40s, and she was beautiful. And she wasn't going to give her flowers and give her thorns and cut herself and all this other BS. She was giving her flowers and handing them to her because she loved her niece. And she wanted her to have flowers and not for any other reason. And those yellow roses had a very strong significance to her. And she kept seeing glitter everywhere. And she kept showing me glitter. And I chimed in and totally blew this guy out of the water. And I said, I see glitter. That's the first thing I said. And this girl looked at me. She's like, you do? I said, yes. I said, what is with the glitter? What is with the sparkle? And it went from there. And it's a long story. But, yeah, it was. he was wrong about a lot of things. Very wrong. Why are you emotional? <laughs> what are you seeing? <laughs> My daughter is crying. She's getting very emotional. What tri- what just got triggered? It just makes me so angry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because spirits take a lot of energy to come in, and they come in for a good reason. This one came in for a good reason. This guy was screwing it all up. And so many people just, like, come to people that say that they're psychics or mediums for help, and automatically when you open up yourself to somebody in a situation especially for me it's hard for me to do that personally so when someone comes to me and opens up because they know that I'm a psychic or a medium you're going to give that message they just start talking because they trust you right and there's so many people that say I'm a psychic or I'm a medium and those people look to those individuals that stick those titles on them and they open up to them and then they just run with information if you're going to a psychic or a medium We don't want your information. We have information coming to you. That's why we're there talking to you. Don't tell us anything because... It messes it up. Yes. It it, it clutters and then we think, okay, is this something that we're being told or is this something that you already gave us and it's in our brain? I'll go to people's houses and they've got pictures sprawled out. Everyone like, turn them over, turn them back. I actually tell people I don't want to see pictures with all due respect because it doesn't make a difference. I'm not talking to the pictures. I'm not talking to the people. I'm talking to their soul. I'm talking to their energy. I'm talking to their essence of who they are, not who they were or what they looked like. We are not... You know, I have red hair. I am not just a red-headed person. I'm a, I have a soul. I have an energy that's separate in, in, in and of itself of my actual physical body. It just makes me angry. If you're going to put the title psychic or medium to your own person, you have such a responsibility mm, to help huge. the people that come to you. And if you don't have those abilities, you just need to say, I don't have those abilities and come to terms with it and don't mess with people. And don't it just, make stuff up. Don't it, make it up. You can't fake it to make it. Exactly. So it just makes me angry of you saying that from that guy. He immediately heard something, cut her off, which is so rude, and then just took that small information and starts messing around with it because he's trying to say something that she thinks she wants, he thinks that she wants to hear. And it just 
infuriates me and makes me so angry that people do that. Yeah. Like, you just don't understand how angry well, it makes me. She came in, and she came in, like, with a snow globe, and it was, like, glitter. It was gold glitter flying around, and she actually went by the name um, Goldie. That's, that's cool. Yeah, she <laughs> and I can't remember her full name at this time anymore, but that's what she went by. And she was giving her niece the flowers because yellow was their favorite color. They shared that together. And so there was nothing about thorns. There was nothing about being cut or hurt. Oh. Nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. And then there was another woman there who was talking about her grandparents and that she had seen them in heaven and she was talking to them. And her daughter was um, had had a baby and the baby was in the hospital and very, very sick. And she said, I feel like my grandfather is there when we're in the room. And it's really crazy. And he's like, oh, your grandfather is in the room. And is your grandmother also passed? And so he's segueing to that question. Mm. He's looking for information because he doesn't really have it. Yeah, he's fishing for sure. And she's like, well, yeah. I mean, this is like a 60-year-old woman. It's her granddaughter. Of course her grandparents are dead. What the hell kind of question is that, you nimrod? I mean, like, seriously? So she's like, well, yeah. He's like, oh, and I see your grandparents are in heaven together, and they're so happy that they're finally together, and they were married for a long time. And he's going on, you know, the grand, you know, the... I, I, I agree with you. He's just like blah, blah, blah and spewing all this BS. You know, yes, your grandfather's there and he's looking out after the baby. And I just jumped in again. I said, I disagree. I said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm new to this whole thing and I'm just realizing that I'm a medium. But I just want to kind of chime in. And it, he was very quiet. And the owner mm. of the store said, what do you have to offer, Julie? I said, well, my, my grandparents have been married for, they were married for 72 years, and they freaking hate each other after about 25 years into it. <laughs> but they stuck it out because, well, they just stuck it out. They loved each other, but I don't think they liked each other very much. I said, your grandmother and your grandfather hate each other. They're, like, living Awkward. so separately. They do not want to be together. Like, oh, thank God. Hi, nice to see you. Okay, bye. I'm going that way. Fine, I'm going this way. So I said, the grandfather was definitely hanging out with the grandbaby, and he's definitely in the room, and you're absolutely right. But, yeah, as far as them being on the other side and being happy, so not the case. And she said, oh. Oh my God. She said, thank you for confirming that for me because my grandparents did hate her. They used to argue and bicker all the time, all the time. Long story short, that whole evening was just a big cluster. You know what? Cause I kept chiming in cause I couldn't keep my mouth shut because spirit uh-huh. was like, yes, you're a medium. Yes, you're correct. Yes, you need to do this. And they came in and they proved to me that I was good at what I was doing and that I was right. This gentleman, he left, didn't stick around. I was told that he would always stick around. He left, he boogied out the back door. Oh. And then years later, came to me at a psychic fair and was praising me for my, you know, my abilities, which I really didn't give to flying, you know what? But God, it, was it was still interesting. Guy. Yes, it was still oh my interesting. God. It was still interesting that he came back to me and made a comment and was actually being complimentary, if you will. But also, on a side note, I had bitched, if you will, about him to my spiritual advisor. Mm on the phone one day and she actually called me talk about a huge at a girl we were talking I called her about something about this guy actually because I was just so upset with him because I knew that he was going around the psychic community and saying things about me and it was getting back to me so I had called her for some advice on how to handle this jerk and she actually asked me for a reading she was in the process of writing a book and I was so like honored that she asked me to do that and give her a reading, and I was able to. I was even more honored that I was able to read her because um, sometimes it's difficult to read people that we know really well. Then on top of all of that, she at that point in time started pushing me to do a radio show. She goes, hey, this woman that she works with who's very famous, I'll keep her name to myself right now, is doing a radio show, and she's been super busy. Would you be willing to do take some of her clients because I've got three mediums covering for her right now. She's got a two-year backlog waiting list, and I don't have enough mediums to cover for her, and I'm just referring her client base to other to other people like you. Oh, that's what we need. 
What? That's what we're going to have in six months is a backlog of people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Readings. So, um, you know, she asked me if I would start doing phone readings. I'm like, I can't read people over the phone. I have to be in person. Like, that's insane. Exactly. That's I'm like, a lie. I don't even know how that works or how I would do that. She goes, you need to get a radio because show. there's no separation. Separation is a illusion. <laughs> She's like, you need to get a radio show. And I'm like. Oh, my God. And I had already had people approaching me for like a year about doing a radio show. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I'd have to do it by myself. And she agreed. You definitely have to do it by yourself. Don't sign up with these other hokey people and do things in collaboration. Do it yourself. You're, she said, you're so good. And I'm like, I'm not that good. I can't do this. <clears throat> and then this whole thing came up with Paula, my friend, and the radio show. And by the way, Paula was also connected to the story about the dog and okay. the slave owner that yes. all kind of came Oops. Oops. She just smacked our I'm microphone. It's the Italian in me. I'm sorry. That's the Italian in you. Yes. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, what the hell was I just talking about? Oh, the radio show. So that all came to fruition, and it was actually two disc jockeys, and it was a weird time frame. It was like 9 to 10, and then the one disc jockey moved and went to a different city with a different station. Myself and Kid Mitchell stayed together, and then we just kind of kept grooving it out. And it was very early in the morning and kind of weird. But I just was like, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. I didn't tell them that because I was like, my, you know, my spilt visor is like, do it, do it. And I'm like, I don't know if I can. And when I finally started doing it, it was awesome. It was awesome. It would have been better if it wasn't at the freaking crack ass of dawn. But well. <laughs> it was actually before the crack ass of dawn. <laughs> but it worked out. And I mean, I would do readings like two and a half minutes, three minutes. And they were so like chock a full of information it's almost like spirit just fed me this information because they knew that I had a time constraint and they do and my spirit mm -hmm. advisor said they know your time they, they know your time constraint tell them you should teach Liv how to do it we're gonna do it on TikTok Em's my <laughs> fucking spiritual advisor I'm <laughs> learning advisor. I don't know how to be a spiritual advisor yeah but, I would but like you to. you are but you don't even fucking know it because I don't think that oh. I could do readings that were far away. And I was like, you can do it because separation is an Listen, illusion. Em had bio energy anywhere. Em had biodegradable doggy bags in her back pocket. I do. So doesn't, didn't even know it. <laughs> That's why she's a spiritual advisor and she doesn't even know it. She's got <laughs> poop bags in her pocket. Every time I... <laughs> Every time. So if you sweat or get wet, will they start breaking down? <laughs> I don't sweat. I'm a girl. I glisten. <laughs> She sweats. I've seen her ride horses. I don't bad. drink enough water to sweat. Let's get real. Oh, my God. Yeah, every time Em has an idea for me, she's like, you can do readings over the phone. I'm like, no, it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I can't I can do get it. people to test it out for you, but I know you can do it because I've seen other people do it. Well, I didn't think I could do readings, period. Oh, yeah. And so the first time I was, I did a couple readings, they were, I didn't even do readings. They just. I just gave people information, not even really realizing the brevity of the fact that I was a medium. And so when I talked to my spiritual advisor, that's when she kind of said to me, you just need to get like a big group of people together. Who's this girl that you read at that barn? And I'm like, okay, she's kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Pops, minus the bowl, the milk, the cereal, and the spoon, which just leaves cuckoo. And her mom is even more cuckoo than that. She's like, well, just call her. And I'm like, I can't do that. That's Jenny's mom. Mm. <laughs> Jenny's mom. Oh, so um, I ended up calling my friend and I said, hey, would your mom have a couple people maybe to invite over and I could just come in and do like my first group reading? I'm not charging anything. I just want to come in. Yeah, we're doing our like, first group reading and I'm really excited. Yeah, on Friday. For she's like, you have to charge. And I'm like, I don't know. She well, goes, yeah. I'll figure it out, girl. So my, Chris, my friend Christy's like, I'll figure it out. We'll charge like 15 bucks. I'm like, okay, a person. I'm like, okay. 
So I get there. By the way, I was so freaking nervous. I was sweating in places. That's gonna I be you. didn't know I was possibly could sweat in. It was horrible. It was horrible. I'm like, I'm gonna start sweating. I'm gonna start stinking. These people are gonna know it. I mean, what am I gonna do? My daughter already does stink today, by the way. She's stressed because I get nervous. She's like, I'm wearing my all natural deodorant. I said, Well, you smell very natural. It must be working. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna kill me later. <laughs> It's a podcast. It's I feel for like I need people. to pull my shirt up and pull her shirt up and like rub my armpit on her armpit. Oh, but then I feel like I'll smell like her and she won't smell like me and it won't work. <laughs> She's going to kill me later. Tangents. Right? You're going to a group reading. Come on, stay yes. on topic. <laughs> so I went to this group reading way out in the middle of no freaking where. And um, I walked in. I'm expecting like three, maybe four or five people. There was like 15 people and it was in a single wide trailer. Okay. This was so bad. It was a huge snowstorm. I was like a half an hour late getting there. I had no signal. I couldn't call them to tell them. Like they're thinking like, where's this crazy woman? What's going on? Again, it was a household full of related women. Oh gosh. It's stressful. I ended up reading every single person there. It went really, really well. I had to pee, so I got up. I went to the bathroom, and when I came back out, everybody split. Like, within, like, four minutes, like, it was like they just left. It was really weird, but there was a snowstorm coming. I walk out of the bathroom, like, where'd everybody go? I'm like, I screwed up really bad, didn't I? And they were just, like, staring at me like, I don't know, like, I was, like, fucking rock star material. <laughs> like, that was amazing. Like, you connected everybody in the family, all the things that have happened, births, graduations, miscarriages, weddings. It was insane. And I looked over at the kitchen counter and there was this pile of cash. I had like $450 sitting there. My daughter just went, what? <laughs> and I was like, what is this? We're like, everybody put money down. And I'm like, how much? I'm like, Chrissy, how much did you tell them? I said, I thought you told them like 10 or $15. She goes, I actually forgot to tell them because I'm not a medium. I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Chrissy's kind of fun. You'd have to meet Chrissy. She's out there. Christy takes care of an entire barn of Arabians and she's blind in one eye by herself. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's, she's like certified badass. She is 100%. <laughs> so she's like, they just started putting money on the table and they had to go because the storm was coming. And so I didn't count, obviously, when I, and they like, they wanted business cards. I'm like, I don't have business cards. What? She goes, you're a medium. You need to get business cards. I'm like, I need to get business cards? Fuck. So yeah, I mean, it just, it came at me so fast and so quick after I met the guy at the stone house, which you'll have to watch our other stuff for to find out about. But yeah, I, I just was like, are you kidding me? I got in the car, I was driving home and I finally stopped sweating Mm. and I pulled over and I was like, looking at all this money on the side seat and I looked at it and I'm like holy cow, there was $420. That's, I mean, what is that? What's 420 divided by 15? That's what I make in a week right now. That's pretty sad. <laughs> and you made it in you one day. One in, yeah, not even a day, like a ha- like this in three and a half hours. So wait, what is, what is 420 divided by, I think there was 12 people there. I'm thinking about the people that were in the room. What is that number? I don't know. Emily's going to figure it out because she's the brains of the outfit. <laughs> or something. Olivia and I are just the mouths. Can our <laughs> outfit be a gold skirt with a red shirt? No, I don't wear Talk red. It clashes with my hair. So here she is. That's so 420 divided by 12. Five. Yeah, it's about $35 a person. When I wasn't even planning on charging That's anything for bad. anybody. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it just, it's just one of those things. And when I was doing readings over the radio, that was awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. And I didn't think I could do it, but I did. So what other questions do you have for us? 
So you mentioned the man that we talked about in our first podcast with the slave owner that reincarnated into a dog. You guys want to hear the story interpreted by Liv, check out our first podcast. However, her mother is here and is going to tell us all the parts that Liv missed. Yeah, because it's not my story. It's my mom's story. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> um, I would say that in the time that I've been a medium, this is probably one of the top three to five most freaky things that happened. Ugh. It's fine. Emily will just swing her, her big man member around and scare people. <laughs> I put him in his place. It's awkward. Uh. So, okay, I, I, I knew I knew this woman. She was a radio manager. She's the one who got me into the morning show that I was the um, medium for. It was the Monday morning medium. Um, anyway, she had a son who wanted a reading. She had told him about me. She wasn't real groovy into the whole medium thing, but her son was. And I'm going to um, make this story more colorful, but not more colorful than it was. I'm just going to make it as colorful as it was. And what happened was I went to this um, her son's house, and he had a partner, so he was he was gay. And I went there for he and his partner to do a reading. I thought he reading. was a cowboy. He was a cowboy. Cowboys have right? partners. He was a Wow. <laughs> He was a. I feel like you could hit half of those buttons and it would have worked. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it's what I hit. I well, I I made a sound. Anyways, continue. Oh. <laughs> anyway, they were very nice. They had a beautiful condo. I went to. It was about an hour and twenty minutes away from me. I got there and they. I read the son first, who, by the way, does have psychic ability, and he was very freaked out by it. He also <laughs> had mediumship ability. Their neighbor had been. Um, murdered and he knew about it my daughter just went what (laughs) they had a neighbor who had been murdered in cold blood and he would had been talking to the victim and everybody thought that it was an accidental thing or no I shouldn't say accidental but there was a break-in and the wife staged it as a break-in but she actually murdered her spouse and so he was freaking out because the spouse kept saying I know that you know I know that you know because I'm telling you and you have to tell the cops so needless to say the minute I walked into this kind of meeting it was like what Ugh, it was so much as a medium and we talked about that for quite a bit I went into a separate room in their condominium like I usually do in a quiet little bedroom and read people one at a time. Well, the last person to come in was his um, his partner. And his partner and I were talking. I said, so I know you really don't believe in all this stuff. And I know that Matt kind of pushed you into it. Do you really want to do a reading? Do you just want to kind of hang out here for a little bit and tell him that we had one and make some shit up later? <laughs> because he was so scared. And I was just like, oh, no. People who don't believe always get what I call a spiritual spanking. Spirit comes mm. in and just throws stuff in their face and yeah. like, swift kick in the ass yeah i mean they just it's like you you <laughs> have to believe and we're gonna make you and it's just nothing that nothing that i can do about it. i just deliver the information like we've talked about so like jared's gonna get one of those but it's not gonna be for me god he needs one <laughs> i'm sick of the look he gives me but you can't force people they either are gonna get it or they don't and it's something you can do about it it is frustrating sometimes you just gotta let go that's your ego emily <laughs> you gotta let it's go my of it. ego because I come over here goal. and he's just like, we do all of our business stuff and I feel like he just hates us so much. Well, he doesn't hate us. He just doesn't care. <laughs> he's a Taurus. 
He just doesn't get it. So yeah. anyway, this partner came in and we sat down. We started, you know, he's like, I just want, he's like, I'm a school teacher and I'm a gay man. And I feel like I'm just not taken um, seriously. I want to move into a superintendent position because that's where I feel like I could do the most as opposed to just being a school teacher. And he's like, you know, I just want to like, I want like psychic stuff. I don't want to know any medium stuff. It just scares me and freaks me the shit out. I'm like, okay. He goes, and Matt knows it. So he's kind of like trying to push me in his way. And this is just not one of those things. The psychic thing I'm okay with. I said, okay, so we'll do that. So we just started talking about his job and a few other things. And then all of a sudden I hear this yipping of one of their dogs in the back. I'm like, okay. And he like looked over. I said, she's your little baby, isn't she? He's like, yes, she is my baby. We had another baby. And then so he started talking about this other dog they had that was white. So the one dog that was his baby was a Yorkie, a little Yorkshire Terrier. It's important to note that Yorkshire Terriers typically have dark or black skin. So the dog that they had at the same time previously was a Bichon Friche. And Bichons are very pink. They're, they're white. They have very pink skin. Um, the Bichon that they had was a male, and his name was Toby. That is very important to remember. And I'm going to be hoping that some of the people listening to this podcast are a little bit older. And because it's going to come into play over a movie from many, many years ago that used to be a book. Oh, I so, forgot about this. Yeah, you did. Right. It's not my story. I'm sorry. I know. You told me when you told me the story, you remember? Yeah, like fresh in my mind, but so the little white dog, they named him Toby. Now, like I said, Toby was a Bichon Friche and very pink skinned. The other dog that they had that he was very mean to, Toby was very mean to, was a female and she was a Yorkshire Terrier with dark skin, black skin. Anytime this couple had parties, Black people, white people, the parties, gay, straight, they were a very colorful um, couple. And anytime black people came over to their house, Toby the dog would go after them so badly that they had to take him and put him in another room. Even then, he would tear the carpet up and try to get out, claw the door, even for a little dog. So it got to the point where they would take his cage or his crate and put it in their bedroom and put him in the crate and shut the door. Now. Also, please keep all these things in mind because they're so important and they will be hilarious later. Mm. As well, this couple, because this dog was so mean, he would go towards or after the other dog, the Yorkie, that was in her cage with the dark skin. Even if he was in his cage, he would jump and jump in his cage and get the cage to go all the way across the room, whether it was on carpet or flooring in the kitchen. So they went from the kitchen, then they put their cages on carpet. He would still move the cage to get close enough to the other dog to absolutely torment the shit out of her. So at night, Toby got put in his cage in the bedroom. The door got closed. At, at night when there was parties, Toby was in his cage. And by the way, these two dogs were never out of their cages at the same time because Toby was not to be trusted. Mm-hmm. So one night they had a party, and they knew that their black friends were coming over and the one gentleman said to the other, is Toby in his cage? He's like, I'm taking him in his room right now. I'm going to put him in his cage. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to open the door. So long story short, he opened the door. Toby heard it, bit the one owner, got loose, ran up the hallway. And he's like, Toby's loose. He goes, look out. And they had this long hallway, about 10 or 12 feet, that, was, that went to the front door from the rest of the condominium. The black couple that was coming over knew that this dog was evil. They jumped to the side. The owner of the home held the door open, and Toby went out the door. The black couple jumped in, and they shut the door. 
off went Toby. No one bothered to go look for Toby because they mm. just about had it with his bullshit. They let him go. And this gentleman, it confessed to me. He goes, we let him go. He just was a horrible dog. He was mean to our friends. He was mean to our dog. We never knew what he was going to do. He just had a horrible, horrible, horrible personality. They said, well, look for him in the morning. <laughs> We've got a party going on. And that's what they did. They said, we'll just go look for him in the morning and whatever. If somebody finds him, maybe he'll be happier. They just were just done with this dog. Now, this man was confessing to me that he just felt awful about this. At the time, they just were like, you know what? Let him go. You know, we're not going to let him hurt our friends. He's done this all before. So he said, you know, can you see him anywhere? Do you know if he's okay? Mm-hmm. He's like, we did put flyers up a couple days later, but we never heard anything. And it had been about a year or so. And I said, well, I feel like he's gone. And I was really struggling as a medium to bring this little dog in. I'm like, I don't talk to dogs. Like, I don't know. Dog, I talk to people. And then all of a sudden, the dog came in. And he was exactly the way the man described him. But then, as a medium, I'm thinking, okay, so am I seeing him like this? Or am I thinking that he is like this? Because that's what the owner told me about him. That's a horrible place to be in, as Liv mentioned earlier. That's why we don't want information when we talk to you. And a a medium who does is probably not a real medium. Exactly. Check that out on TikTok. I told that to some comment. Yeah. So anyway, I'm talking to this little dog. And he's telling me kind of what's going on. And he lived there and he was talking about how he hates the little dog that's there. And he actually said, because she's dark, she's a darkie. He was calling her, literally calling her a darkie and he did not like her. Um, and that dark people come to the house and he didn't, he kept making references to dark things and dark skinned people and dark skinned dogs. And I'm like, what is this little dog? I'm like, can a dog be a bigot? Like, this is crazy. First of all, I'm talking to a dog. That's weird in and of itself. Secondly, is this dog a bigot? Like, I can't even, what? It's a dog. I mean, well, this went on. The owner, um, very nice man, was getting very uncomfortable. He's like, I really don't think I want to keep having this conversation because I feel bad. Like, was he hit by a car? And he's asking me all these questions. And I just couldn't see how he passed. I just knew that he was dead because I was talking to him. So I'm trying to square up in my mind that I'm talking to an animal. This guy is trying to square up in his mind that he's dead and it's his fault. It was a very crazy, yeah, it was a very crazy reading. And then all of a sudden, he said, you know what? I don't feel bad that we let him go. I feel bad that he met his demise, but he was just a really bad dog. And very slowly, but also very quickly, this little dog turned into a white southern very highfalutin very bougie very well-to-do man he was a gentleman he was older he kind of looked like a very snobby colonel sanders he had the 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 southern bolo bow tie he had the white suit and when he says white he says white you know, that southern kind of thing. He had a white suit, and he was from a very nice part of town. He had a very nice upbringing, and there was that draw and a very distinct personality. He walked with a black cane with a sterling silver tip. It was special made with a sterling silver handle of a stallion head. So he was very, you know, look at me. The people in the town knew him, feared him, at a level respected him, but also feared him. And this was back, I want to say, probably in the 1830s-ish, 1820s. Very well-known plantation owner. 
um, cotton and hay were his things. He really didn't have animals because he felt that animals were filthy creatures, didn't want to have anything to do with them. He, uh, I do feel, interestingly enough now, like he had a sister who was embarrassed of him, but there really wasn't much she could do because she was just a girl. He continued to brag and flaunt his status. He also started to continue to brag and flaunt the fact that he was a very well-to-do man and he was also a slave owner. He went into the things that he did and um, he was just a horrible man. It made me very uncomfortable. I don't think that way. I don't feel that way. Um, But he made it very clear that he really didn't care what I thought. He was proud of the person that he was when he was here. Um, He was very angry. He was very rude to them. He did horrible things to them. He was just evil, flat out. Of all the things that this man, um, as a medium, you you pick up on people's emotions, their feelings, and the way they were when they were alive. So at the time, it was blowing my mind away that this guy was coming to me now, having been a dog, now he's coming to me as the person that he was. It takes me back to like some, some ideas of Buddhism, of the highest form that you can come back is, is a human being. And then there's lower forms beneath that. So the fact that he was a human and made it clear to me that he was a human and how horrible he was, but he didn't see the fact that he came back as a dog, which is so far beneath a human. But yet he comes back as a dog. Now this man's entity was, he was his energy rather was horrible. It was very strong, very evil, very sinister. And it was very disturbing for me to take this man out of the house. These two men felt as though that that entity was still there. It was very upsetting for them. So my job, I felt at that point, was to take him with me and to defuse him. I did take him with me, and it disturbed me for a very long time. I finally, I drove home. It was an hour and maybe 10, 15 minutes away. It took me over three and a half hours to get home. I was just like in a fog. I was in a funk driving home because this entity came with me. And while the house was now cleansed of that anger, because they both felt that they couldn't figure out why or from where it was coming, and that was basically the crux of my visit. It wasn't the neighbor that murdered her husband. It wasn't the fact that they were both homosexuals. It wasn't the fact that this dog didn't like black people um, or anything black for that matter. So in his dog life, he didn't like black people or the black-skinned dog or anything. So it, it transferred over, which I thought was very interesting, that that's just the person that he is, which is what I had said before. You know, if someone's an asshole here when they're alive, they're still an asshole on the other side. They don't, any, they don't come to any huge, great epiphany. Sometimes they kind of learn their lesson but they still go over there with that. Do they have any transitions? Yes. Do they happen to everybody? Not necessarily. So on that premise, going with the idea of reincarnation and the thought process of reincarnation, that energy is just that. It's neither created nor destroyed. It just is. Does it take different shape of mass and matter? Yes. So all those three things still come into play. So when I was driving home, it was very upsetting for me. It took several days. I finally called my spiritual advisor and we talked about it. I told her the whole story. And this is how Patricia saw it. She goes, let me get this straight. She goes, do you see the comedy and the hilarity of spirit? I said, no. She goes, spirit has a great sense of humor. I said, I don't find any humor in this whatsoever. Mm. And I couldn't see past it. I, I just, I was so in it. I couldn't see past it. And so calling Patricia and getting an objective viewpoint was huge. And here's the viewpoint that she gave me. She said, have you ever seen or read the book or seen the movie Roots? And I'm like, yes. Have you guys ever seen it? You're too young. I'm assuming no. 
No, but I know of it. One of the yeah. main, the, it was about slavery. It's an amazing book. It's an amazing movie. It won so many awards. Um, I think everybody should read it or know of it. One of the main characters was a character that was brought over from Africa, and his name was Kunta Kinta, and he was a slave. He was made a slave. His slave owner, and this is a really short synopsis of it, his slave owner renamed him Toby, as most slave owners in those days did. If they weren't born here and given a name, then their name was changed. And so Kunta Kinta's name was changed to Toby, and he hated it. And there was a big struggle in the movie about him maintaining his own identity and them taking it away on a regular basis, not answering to that name and being beaten for it. So the fact that these two homosexual men named their dog Toby, and he is now coming back as a white dog, interestingly enough, and having been a white man, but still having that hatred for black or anything black, I mean, if you think about it, how do you think a white conservative land slave owner in those days would feel about living with a gay couple who, by the way, locked their dog in their room with them at night? (laughs) Right. It starts to get pretty freaking hilarious. They let him go and he ran away, much like his slave owners did to him. And he took off. And what happened to him? He was killed. Yeah. So I have the tables have turned. (laughs) Right. So there's definitely some comedy in all of that with spirit world. Did he reincarnate and come back? Yes. Did he reincarnate and come back as something lesser than he was? Probably because of his shitty behavior and his attitude? Yes. Did he learn his lesson? Who knows? That's not for me to decide. Well, he obviously didn't because he ran away from it and it's still the same way. (laughs) And which goes back to my original point of that. It, we don't, you know, we don't just die and get wings and become heavenly and beautiful and wonderful. We still stay the same person we are. And we have to keep learning those lessons in whatever way, shape, or form necessary. So this man, I was able to pull him out of this house. I was able to get him away from these people because they were still feeling his presence. Um, but it was just very interesting when I thought about the story and the movie and the book Roots and the fact that they named this black, this white dog, Toby, and that he was still being forced to learn his lessons. And he's still going to be forced to learn his lessons until he does. And whether right. he does or doesn't is going to be his own problem. Yeah. That's how karma works. Uh-huh. He needs to be balanced back into the universe. Mm-hmm. And the first time we talked about this, he did come in and was being a bully, honestly. And oh, I was, he was scared to talk about it because when you first told me the story, I also felt his presence. So I was nervous to say the story on the podcast or the YouTube channel, because when you talk about spirits, they tend to come in. And because I'm such a new medium, I struggle with being able to keep control of the situation and not be negatively influenced by the spirits that I'm talking to. So it took a lot of courage for me to do that, but I was honestly scared. And Emily, since she's not a medium and she's also a very sassy, strong individual was like, you shouldn't be scared of him. She's like, that's what he deserves. It's all about karma. And his bitch ass still isn't learning anything. So fuck that dude. And he yeah. now does not bother me because she said that. And yeah. I needed someone to say that for me because when you're in a situation, it's harder for you to see it. But when Emily was looking at it, now I'm just like not scared of it because again, mm-hmm. that's his own problem. And he was a horrible monster and that's what he has to live with. And he's probably not going to learn his lesson because he's a coward. <laughs> yes. It's a coward. No, absolutely. I mean, it's just like that whole bullying concept. You know, when someone's bullying you, you have to bully them more. I mean, we, the three of us are 
involved with horses and whatnot, and I practice natural horsemanship, you know, and if you have a horse, let's say on a scale of one to five, one being quiet and calm and five being, you know, rearing up and bucking and snorting and farting and just being super bad, you know, if, if you want to bring that horse down and they're at a five and you come at them at a five, you're not going to win. You have to come at them at a six or a seven to bring them down. You have to overpower them. The same thing with a bully. You know, a bully can bully you and you can stick up for yourself, but you have to overbully them for them to finally back down. And now he has because Emily said something and it makes me happy. Have you noticed that too? Yeah. Since we've been talking. I've also been putting a lot of light around us, but 100% he has his head down in shame because he should. (laughs) So this has been a really long podcast. We wanted to add more episodes or not episodes, more stories, content, but we don't have time because I don't think you guys want to listen to a four hour podcast. So this is Paranormal Stories of a Medium part three, and I'm sure there's going to be a part four if mom wants to come back on. If you give me chocolate, oh, I'll come back. Yeah, we'll give you chocolate. <laughs> and pineapple. I like pineapple. Can we eat pizza with pineapple on it? Yeah, we Ew. can do that. <laughs> and green olive and peppers. Yeah, we can do that next time. Why not? An onion. <laughs> Works just, for us. Some Giuseppe's. <laughs> now she's being real critique Ooh, Bada Bing has good pizza, too. Romeo's. Can you tell None we're hungry? None of those hungry? places are near me. <laughs> just Romeo's. <laughs> we're hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for tuning in. What is our next podcast going to be on? Yeah, when is it, Emily? When Emily it the Virgo who runs Ooh, my life. Is it, are we doing uh, the uh, Janelle or are we doing? I think we should do Janelle. Crystal. We're doing Janelle. Yeah. Does Janelle know We're going to be, yeah. We're going right. to be doing Janelle. Yeah, we're going to be doing Janelle next. What no. What did we say at the I'm beginning of this? Out. We're doing our microphones we're or going something to be, too. We're going to be doing your mom. <laughs> well, Help. your mom jokes. But next week, we're going to be going to a location where my friend has a haunted house, and we're going to be talking to the spirits that reside there and her little fluffy creatures because she has a lot of them. Oh, I'm so excited. It's like a destination podcast. Yes. How cool is that? It is cool. I want to go. I can't (laughs) have to work, but I want to go. So make sure you guys check out our YouTube video on the same topic to get more stories because we talk about even we talk about different stuff obviously but however in our next podcast you don't want to miss that because there is a dark thing that lives in her house and uh while you guys wait make sure you check out the rest of our content and we will see you guys in the next one we are your meta sidekicks